Hello and welcome to Soli's Chill Corner where I talk about whatever I want, ranging from social issues to the experience of being an American teenager. We have some tea, some coffee, some snacks. Take what you want and sit down while I talk about today's topic, which is on gender. Specifically about what it's like being transgender. Now, as a non-binary person myself, specifically an androgen person, gender has, you know, a lot of meaning to me. I remember my first gender euphoria experience, which, by the way, gender euphoria is um, this feeling of being able to see your true gender for the first time. But my first experience with gender euphoria was when I first tried to look queer with my outfit. I was wearing this tank top with these little fishies and I put it over a t-shirt and I looked in the mirror and, whoa, that's me. That's really me. There was this sort of pull to the face that I saw in the mirror and everything felt right like I could finally see a person a human person not a girl not a boy just me someone who's beyond gender non-binary it took some time to actually find the right label um my progression with labels in general have been, you know, complicated. I went from demigirl to genderqueer, back to demigirl, non-binary woman, uh, to bigender, and now androgen. So my labels have changed a lot, but throughout the entire time I've still been non-binary, and that fact has still held true to this day. I'm fascinated by gender. It's such a unique and strange thing, you know. It's an identity, a transcendent kind of identity. It's different for every person. It means something different to every person. It's confusing, it's like this sort of vague concept, but it's yours. It's just tied to your person, to the names that you use, the pronouns that you use, to what people refer to you as. It's just so interesting how um, seeing everyone's relationship to their own gender. Sometimes it's related to the whole gender binary of male and female, but um, sometimes it's not attached to man or woman at all. It's just things in nature um, or other things, but um, that's the case with xenogenders. Gender is truly a unique experience. But, of course, there's 
you know, those people who um, don't believe non-binary genders exist. People who believe that there's only two genders, that the only pronouns that people can use in it to refer to themselves um, are he, she, um, maybe it, but you know, that's often used in a dehumanizing way. And people like that really like open your eyes to the experiences and the reality of being a non-binary person. If figuring out your gender wasn't hard enough, imagine the rest of the world. Imagine everyone else not being able to understand it the way that you do. The way that everybody says slurs or calls your gender a mental illness or says that you're making a big deal out of nothing or says that you're doing it for attention or compares you to an attack helicopter or says your pronouns are stupid. It's a lot. <laughs> and non-binary people face this sort of transphobia every single day. It ranges from bigger things like um, harassment, physical, verbal, um, etc. But also in microaggressions, in the erasure of our identities, um, especially when people say, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, he or she, or the exclusion of non-binary people in history. I mean, when was the last time you remembered hearing about a genderqueer person in history? Or just a transgender person in general? Nothing. There's just nothing. It's the reality for us, I guess. We don't want this to happen, but it's the way things are. It's kind of the reason why so many people feel trapped in their identities and they can't figure out why. And for many people like me, um, non-binary, the term, learning what it meant, what it truly meant, it was liberating. Being non-binary is about liberation from the gender binary that permeates throughout our lives. It screams at us when we do something that's not conformative to our gender, if conformative is even a word, but when we do things that aren't associated with our gender, maybe um, you were born Maybe you were assigned female at birth, and you're supposed to wear dresses, and you're supposed to love the color pink, and play with dolls, but instead you dressed in suits, you liked other colors, maybe black, and you played with toy cars and action figures, 
the gender binary tells you that that's wrong, that you're a freak. But it also goes deeper than that. I mean, we've kind of moved past that whole idea that toys have genders necessarily. Ever since, um, you know, people have become more accepting of girls doing stereotypically masculine things and guys doing stereotypically feminine things to some extent. It's not perfect yet, but there's progress and all. But the problem with all of that, not that like there's anything really wrong with it, it's just that since um, the lines between what's stereotypically masculine and stereotypically feminine are starting to fade people are thinking that you know um if that's the case then non-binary people don't really exist because i mean gender isn't isn't that important you can do anything you want, whether you're a man or a woman. And that's kind of the the impression that they're trying to give. And that's true. But what they don't understand is that, you know, gender runs deeper than the clothes you wear, the activities that you do. And the ways that you express yourself, it goes deeper than that. Just because an AFAP person wears stereotypically masculine clothes doesn't mean that they're necessarily um, a girl. Let me rephrase that. Just because an AFAB person wears a dress does not mean that they are a girl. Just because an AMAP person, or an assigned male at birth person, wears a tuxedo does not mean that they are a man. Gender identity is... it goes beyond clothes, beyond presentation. Gender identity is inside, not outside. And people who insist that there's such a big difference between the male and female brain, well, a lot of it does seem to come down to hormones. I mean, there's probably some aspects that might be related to um, being trans and all, but... For the most part, the whole men being more dominant and women being more um, passive, I think, well, not I think, but a lot of it is just due to hormones, the hormones that you have. Um, I've heard of cases of people who've taken testosterone and their behaviors have sort of shifted 
your emotions are sort of harder to deal with. Crying is a little harder. Whereas with... I don't know about that much about um, the estrogen side of of AMAB people taking estrogen. But I'm sure there's a, a similar experience with a change in behaviors. So a lot of it does just come down to hormones. Um, I'm sure that if I were to start taking testosterone, my behavior would start to shift a little. I might become more aggressive, and that's because of the testosterone, not because I was born with a female brain or whatever. And the funniest thing is that, you know, um, the other day I remember um, a friend was um, in a when talking to this guy about how uh, she didn't attack people, she didn't fight people when she was angry. And then that guy responded with, that's because you're a girl. And then it was brought up that there was, you know, the difference between male and female brains. And honestly, it's hormones, not necessarily the, not necessarily biological sex. It's hormones. Biological sex does influence things, but it's not your gender identity. It influences and informs your experiences with your gender, but it is not your gender identity. People really need to stop confusing biological sex and gender identity because it's hurting a lot of people. We're being seen in ways that is not true to their selves, to their identities. Gender is a social construct. That doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. I mean, time is a social construct. It exists, but... It's something that we, as humans, have created as a means to keep track of things, to keep things orderly. And that's similar with um, gender identity. It's a social construct. It doesn't mean that it doesn't exist, but it was created by humans, and our definition of what it means to be Um, ex-gender, it shifts and evolves over time. Gender is infinite. There are so many more gender identities beyond man or woman, beyond the gender binary that restricts people from being their true selves. 
um, there's people who are neither male or female who shift between the two who are a combination or maybe they're a mixture or maybe they're just in between for me in particular it's it's a mixture of being neutral being a combination of masculine and feminine and being something that's outside that box of um, the boxes of the masculine and the feminine and for the record being non-binary is more than just a third gender option non-binary is an umbrella term for a whole variety of labels and identities and non-binary people aren't just um, tied to androgyny while a lot of non-binary people might present more androgynous they might use they them pronouns they might have short hair that does not mean that all non-binary people are like that some may use he him may some may use she her some may look uh, or pass as their birth gender some may pass as a binary gender and they are still non-binary and they are still valid And it goes along with the whole thing with um, gender presentation doesn't equal gender identity. Anyone can dress and use any pronouns that they want and they are still the gender that they say they are. The point of being non-binary, well, purpose of the term non-binary was to remove the two boxes the gender binary to be outside male and female or to be other than male and female but now we're just turning non-binary into the third box whenever we have a third box that's marked other or we say neither or non-binary and people automatically default non-binary to they them pronouns and sure lots of non-binary people use they them pronouns and are androgynous but not everyone some like me use neo pronouns some may use noun self pronouns like um dope self uh kitty self stuff like that Neo pronouns are like um, a air, zzer, uh, pronouns like that. And um, the saddest part about all of this is that the gender binary is itself a social construct. Um, the this was all part of colonization before 
um, the settlers came to America. Um, there are various indigenous tribes who had what we consider non-binary identities. These identities are often referred to under the label of Two-Spirit, which is used exclusively by um, indigenous people. And there are so many other cultures, cultures that have um, non-binary genders too, that have more than two genders. And so this whole, there's only two genders thing came from, um, or the results of colonization. There's a period of time in which non-binary people were accepted as they were. I wish we lived in times like that when our identities weren't questioned, when we weren't um, forced to explain ourselves whenever we wanted to be called by a different name, by different pronouns, or when we looked differently. I wish for a world no transphobia. I want to be myself. Is that really so much to ask for? Being non-binary is hard, but I think I'm happier now, knowing my real self. I'm able to look in the mirror and see a face that I can recognize as my own. I never used to be able to do that before. Sure, I still have other things to work out. I recently discovered that I might be get that that I might have gender dysphoria and that and I get dysphoria over my chest, my voice, my hair, those sort of aspects of myself. And um, I never felt this way before. My dysphoria only developed after I uh, discovered I was non-binary. And I'm even though that kind of sounds terrible. It, I think it's because now that I've gotten used to something that actually fits me, I'm starting to realize that whatever that um, being girl, being that the label of girl wasn't um, a good fit for me. Uh, trying on the label non-binary helped me realize that and it's harder now especially since I'm being dead named and misgendered every day I still have friends and a group of people who would call me by my actual name and my actual pronouns who would fight for me and even if having to explain my identity every day to people is rough, 
I'm happier to be this identity. I don't think I'd want anything else. And yeah, that's pretty much it for um, today's episode of Soli's Chill Corner. Um, the this episode and the last episode was um, all like, unscripted, so if there's like any weird blips or anything, that's why. I'm thinking next episode I might try script and I might like um, clean things up a bit more. But I don't know. We'll see. Editing and script writing takes some time. So either the next. So I might start like working with the script the next episode or the episode after that or something else. I don't know. But. I just want to try out what a script is like, and, um, tell me if you like, uh, scripted versions or unscripted versions better, but, anyway, thank you for tuning in for today's episode, it's a bit of a ramble on gender, um, just talked about my thoughts on gender, and, well, it's more about, like, other people's thoughts about gender, but, you know. Transphobia sucks, and, um, yeah, it's really nice having you here, um, I think that wraps things up, and may the stars light your path.